Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Let's read Hebrews 12, verse 28. It says, Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is a holy, devouring fire. This morning, I'm talking about being consumed, being consumed by God. And this might sound, I don't know, controversial in some pit. Bit pits in some armpits in some bits it might seem a bit controversial it might seem maybe not like the right thing to say because I think sometimes in Christianity and in the church we can be very much like I don't know I don't know what the word is but I think that this idea of being consumed and surrendering everything I think we like the idea of maybe like church on Sunday and then we can do what we want for the rest of the week. You know, we can we can come here. We can still be a part of the family. We can still do what we want to do. We can still, you know, say we love Jesus and lift our hands and worship. But it's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you that, God. But my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like that's mine, right? Like that's, you know, I've got my family. I've got my job. And I just, I want to challenge us and encourage us with this idea of being consumed by fire. In Jesus' name, because I think that this, we're talking about revival. We're talking about God coming and moving and doing something supernatural in our midst. And I think that that comes from a sacrifice. I think that comes from a place of saying we're all in. It's not about just a little bit. It's not about you can have this bit, but I will take the whole other piece of pie. I don't know. But it's actually like we've got to get to a point where it's all or nothing. And I know sometimes that can be a bit uncomfortable. I know sometimes that can be a little bit like, oh, but I, I don't know. I don't want to give up my rights. I don't want to give up my freedoms. I don't, you know, and it's not about that, but it's about us understanding that when we yield ourselves to him, when we surrender ourselves to him, there is nothing else better in all of this world than you being totally consumed and filled with the fire of God and with his presence in every single area of our lives. So I love this verse in Hebrews because it says, as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, absolute surrender. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. And I touched on this last week, but I want us to get excited about this idea. So what does fire do? Yeah, so fire purifies. Okay, that's one thing that fire does. When you put something into a fire, gold or a metal or, you know, a precious mineral or something, I don't know, when you put it into the fire and it heats up, it burns off the impurities, yeah? So that's what they do when they're forging, you know, swords and things like that. They put it in, gets all the rough edges off and they're making it pure. Fire purifies. It also creates new life. We saw it with the bushfires. Some people see it as something that can be so destructing and devastating, which yes, it is. But for our natural bush it actually needs fire to regenerate. It needs fire to burn through the rubbish so that then the new growth and the new life can come through. And the other thing with fire, like I already said, it doesn't just burn one thing. Yeah, if I had a fire here, it's not going to choose one stick and not the other stick. Choose that one leaf and not the other. It consumes it all in Jesus' name. So, 
John Wesley said this, and some people have probably heard this, light yourself on fire with passion and people will come from miles to watch you burn. It's very, very cool. So let me just have a little look. My notes are a bit not like concise, but go with me. Let's just like, let's just do it in Jesus' name. Because I think there's this, yeah, anyway, okay. We talked about it in 1 Kings 18 last time, and I'm going to read it, 1 Kings 18, 38. And this is when Elijah had lit, like had started gathering the, the, the sacrifice and the altar for it to burn. And, you know, the um, prophets of Baal were doing the same thing. Their fire didn't start. And then this is what it says when Elijah prayed and he called on God in 1 Kings 18, it says, And the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. And that lines up with that thing, light yourself on fire and people will come from miles to watch you burn. When God does something and He starts to consume us and He starts to light us on fire and burn us as living sacrifices, it says something to our community. It says something to you know, our world. It says that people came and they then said that example of God being there. They then said, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. They were aware of who he was because the fire that came and burnt everything. And this is the same thing. I want to link it with um, Acts 2 verse 2. And it says, and suddenly, this is obviously the day of Pentecost, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tons of fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And then it says that people in the city heard and saw what was happening, and they came. So both of those things, you know, when when the fire comes and it burns, and it burns up that offering, it burns up the sacrifice, people around that are watching, they come and they turn and they are aware and they go, what is happening there? I want to ask us, Celebration Church, are we burning? Are we burning enough that your friends, that your neighbours, that your workplace, that your family is coming to see you and go, what is happening? There is something going on there that I am drawn to and because of your life, not because of what you say. And this is really cool. It's not because of the, the words that we say. It's the action of the fire consuming. It's that actual action of being totally consumed by the fire of God that causes people to come and look and watch and see. And in our own lives, is it we have to say we're Christians? Oh, yeah, what did you do? Oh, I went to church. Or do people just know? Do people just watch your generosity? Do people just watch your kindness? Do people just watch the way you love the, the broken and the lost and the hurting? Do, you, do people just watch how you conduct yourself? The words you say, the way you honour leadership, the way that you are kind to others, all of that stuff. Do people watch that and go, you're burning? There is something about you that I am drawn to because the fire of God is burning. And I think that for us, we need to get to this place where we are all in. We are all in. We light, we, we build the altar, we put the sacrifice on there and we say, come on, come on, come down fire of God and burn us all up because we are all in, in Jesus' name. So what do you need? So I'm a farm girl. 
Yes, a farm girl. So I grew up on a farm my whole life. I still consider myself a farm girl. Um, And part of being on a farm is we had fireplaces, open fireplaces, and we'd have to light them in the winter. Does anyone else here have a fireplace that they overwork? Yeah, yeah. So the art of fire making, it's an art. Like you can't just like throw bits in there willy-nilly and just be like, okay, it's all good. But really early on, I learned how to light a fire, yeah? So I learned how to, you know, what you need, the right kindling, the right amount of like, you can't put all the big logs on first, you've got to have the small bits, you've got to have some, you know, newspaper down there, you've got to have a spark. And now we have a fireplace in our, in our house. And Benai just, for some reason, thinks that he is like the fire king. And I'm like, but... No. Anyway, and so we always have this debate. And I'm like, I'm the fire girl. Like, I know how to do this. But if anyone has made fire, you know that you need certain elements. Like I said, it doesn't just start. Has anyone watched Survivor? <laughs> you know, when they're like, fire is life. <laughs> so it's like, the f- come on, Tom. Come on. We, yeah. We're, we're Survivor friends. We like, yeah. Um, I reckon that I could go on Survivor, although I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I was like, I feel like I've got that vibe. Anyway, but yes, so you watch them on Survivor. If you haven't, it's a show where they just send them out into like the wilderness and they do challenges and they have to obviously have fire to cook their food, to boil their water. It's all part of it. But then also they have their like their thing that they put in the fire and when they get voted out, the fire goes out. So like fire represents your life and you watch them. And I don't know whether like it's so easy to sit as a spectator and be like, how frustrating when they're trying to like go and like get the fire to light. Has anyone ever been like, oh, how annoying? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And it starts to go and they blow on it and then it goes out and you're there as like, you know, the critic in your lounge room going, oh, so easy. Why can't they light a fire? Um, But obviously it's a little bit more to do with that. But I think the same principles in terms of naturally you have to have the right elements to light a fire spiritually I think that you do too so let's look at this I think to start a fire you need fuel yes like I said you can't have the green foliage of these beautiful leaves it has to be the right type of fuel it has to be dried up dead ready to go it has to be like I said when you're first starting to light it it's not the you know the big logs, it's like the little bits of paper and things like that. I think that we are the fuel, yes? So spiritually, we've got to be the fuel. But this whole idea of are you dead to self? Are you dead? And again, that might seem a little bit controversial, but in the kingdom of God, the kingdom works separately to what we think naturally. And in the kingdom of God, it says that we are to be living sacrifices. When I invited Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior, I gave up my rights. I gave up my freedoms. I gave up my opinions. I gave up what my thoughts and what I thought was right because you come under a kingship. We are in a kingdom. We have a king. We have a Lord. I think that that is right. That is biblical. And so you come under that authority. You come under that dominion. And my ways are not my ways anymore. My ways need to be his ways. My thoughts need to be his his thoughts. So when I'm the fuel for the fire, I'm sacrificing myself, my thoughts, my hurts, my fears, my opinions, what I think is right and wrong to be dead on the altar before him so that he can light me up, baby. So I think number one, you've got to be a fuel. And I wonder whether some of us aren't burning because some of us aren't dead. 
we're holding on to things. We're holding on to things maybe from our past. We're holding on to things maybe from we think are our own opinions and we think that they're the, the right thoughts or the right convictions, but they're not kingdom. I think that we actually need to die to self to be set on fire. The next thing is you need a spark. So fire doesn't just poof, fall. It would be amazing if it did sometimes, but it doesn't. You need something to light that. You need an ignition point. You need whether it's a match, whether it's the flint, whether it's rubbing the sticks together and it causes, you know, that friction to spark. You need something. You need a spark, yeah? You need an encounter. So I think naturally you need a spark. I think in the spirit you need an encounter. I think encountering the living God is your spark. It is your flint. It is your, you know, friction of rubbing together because you come into contact with love. You come into contact with forgiveness. You come into contact with grace and purity and truth. And that encounter should be your spark. It should be a spark in Jesus' name. And the next thing that you need to light a fire is you need some oxygen. Yeah. If there's no oxygen, we have a fire at home with the door. And if you close the vent too early, that's going to get snuffed out, baby. It needs some like wind blowing up in there so that it starts to like get blazing. So you need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Naturally, we need some oxygen. Supernaturally, we need the Holy Spirit. I don't think that we can be set on fire without him fanning into flame constantly, daily. His presence, his truth, his love in Jesus' name. Where there is fuel, there is fire. Maybe we're not burning because we haven't laid down anything enough to die. I already said that in Jesus' name. And I said it last week, but a fire, we only need one one spark. He only needs one moment. It's not like, I mean, there's a, there's a um, what's the word? Uh, responsibility to keep the fire burning, but all he needs is a spark. All he needs is a moment. All he needs is a dead sacrifice for him to be able to light it up. Jeremiah 20 verse 9, I absolutely love this verse. And I remember when I was in youth, my beautiful um, Connect leader, Jen, she was just like, when I think of like someone who was on fire, she was like that John Wesley quote of like, light yourself on fire with passion and people will come to watch you burn because she was so passionate about the kingdom. She was, she still is, was, she's still alive. She's with us, not here, but like, you know, she's not, um, she's like so passionate and in love with God that you talk to her and it's just like, literally you're drawn to her because she's so on fire and I remember she shared this verse with me when I was like I don't know 14 or 15 or something and like then I'm like yeah that's cool Jen but now I'm like oh I feel like I'm like her being like yes because I remember when she read this to me and then she was like Charlie isn't it like shaking me and I'm like okay Jen wow but again now I'm like oh come on So Jeremiah 20 verse 9 says, But if I say I will not remember him or speak anymore in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones and I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Are we at that point? 
in our walk with God where it is like a fire. It's like a bull in a cage and you can't hold it in. And if you do, it says, I'm weary. Like it's like that, like, like the rattling of like the cage when it's like, oh, like, you know, when it's, I don't know, when you're just like so excited about something and you can't help but be like, ah! Are we like that with God? Are you like that in your workplaces, with your family? When you talk about him, is it like, oh, yeah, Jesus? Like, or is it this burning fire, desire inside of you that you're like, I can't help but tell you about my Jesus. I can't help but tell you about my God. I can't help but tell you how much I'm in love with him, what he's done for me, how he saved me, how he set me free, because I'm so dead to myself. I'm so dead to my own opinion. I'm so dead to my own fascinations with whatever that nothing else matters. And honestly, I just think that when we talk about revival, we can say yes and amen. But this costs, man. This is going to cost us to sacrifice. I don't have any rights anymore. As a, as a child of God, and get me, get me, hear me, hear me. Don't be like, oh, that's weird. As a daughter of the King, I surrender myself so wholly to His will and His plan and His purposes. But you know what? It's not even about what I'm missing anymore. It's about what I'm gaining. Because what you gain in the kingdom, we sung it in that song, your way is better. His way is better. We think that we've got it all together. We think that we've got the answers. But let me tell you, His way is so much higher and better than what you could ever hope, dream or imagine. You think, oh, I don't want to sacrifice drinking. I don't want to sacrifice drink sleeping around. I don't want to sacrifice whatever it else that you think you've got to lay down. Honestly, it's better. It's better at times a million, a bazillion because he sets you free and he gives you a plan and a purpose and he does something inside of you that you go, do you know what? Oh, I don't even miss it. I don't even care. I was having a conversation with someone a little while ago and I was like, do you know what? If anything like... And, and I fully believe this, so as I speak it out, I'm like, I feel like as you speak something, then it's like, you're going to get tested. Um, but anyway, I'm going to do it anyway. If my life just went to poop, if everything fell apart, if I lost friends, lost family, I know in myself that there is no way that I would walk away from Him. There is nothing in all of heaven, in all of earth, that can separate me from his love. Because I think, what else is there? What's the alternative? The world doesn't entice me anymore. Living for myself and doing what I want, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm at a point in my walk with God when I'm like, your way genuinely is better. I don't have anything inside of me that goes, oh God, but I don't want to. Like, I just, I want to go and do this. I want to go, like, it's not even about that anymore. And you get to a point in your life when you're like, oh man, consume me. God, consume me, burn me up. If there is anything like that in me, just get rid of it because it doesn't matter. And that verse, I'm weary of holding it in. Man, a lot of us are just weary. (laughs) But are you weary Because you are trying to contain your love, your passion, your generosity, your kindness. That when you walk down the street, it's so hard for you not to bless somebody, not to pay for somebody's coffee, not to reach out and when you see somebody sick and ask, can I pray for you? That you're so consumed with the fire of God that you're like, 
ooh, I can't help it. It's like that like nervous wee dance where it's like, I just like, let me at it. Like I'm just chomping at the bit, baby, because I, there's just nothing else better than him. And if you're not there, can I just encourage us even today, even in this moment, let's light those fires in Jesus' name. Romans 12 verse 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in Jesus' name. In the Old Testament, they used to offer like offer sacrifices, you know, whether it be an ox or a goat or a, I don't know, whatever else. Physically, they used to have to offer up animals as a sacrifice. But Jesus came in the New Testament and he is the ultimate sacrifice. So we don't have to do that anymore, which I'm really thankful for. But on the other side, we become the sacrifice. Yeah, Jesus paid for it all on the cross. His blood was enough. We don't have to shed blood anymore. We don't have to come and bring animals to him anymore. But in terms of I then lay down my life, I then put myself on the altar, I then become the living sacrifice. And this is what it says in Romans 12, present yourself to him. This is your spiritual act of worship. And like I said to begin with, I think that sometimes you know, it's it's easy for us to just be like, I, I'm come to church, I do my bit, but God can't have this area. You know, I'll 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 you know I'll give him this, but there's that bit that I still it's still mine. I still want to hold on to that. And I just think his way is better. His way is better. And honestly, he comes and he consumes with love and kindness. He doesn't come and consume with condemnation and fear and rebuke. So when we're thinking about giving up and sacrificing, we're doing it to the most loving, kind, perfect Father, that why wouldn't we? Because like I said, His way is better. His way is truth. His way is love. His way is perfect. And so I think when we're talking about revival, we've got to get to a point where we become those living sacrifices, where we say we're all in, baby. We are all in. It does not matter. It is not about me. It is not about my pride. It is not about what I want because at the end of the day, nothing else matters but Him. Nothing else matters but your walk with Him, with your love, your intimate relationship with Him. And so I just think that that is our next round two. Last week was us actually having eyes to see the promise coming. Us actually going, yes, God, I see. I see the cloud in the sky. I see that promise. I believe that you're going to start to fulfill it. And by the way, can I just say, testimonies from last week. And if you have testimonies, please share them with your Connect leader. Please, like, you know, because this is something that for us is just so encouraging. When we're talking about that, I had somebody message me through the week and they said that for the first time, one of their Connect people prayed out loud over somebody and it was because they felt like God told them to. 
And I was like, that is like the promise. That is the revival. That is the moment of going, that's the cloud. Someone else was believing for finance and finance, which might have seemed like a little bit, you know, difficult to get. And this week they got confirmation that they had received that provision and that finance. And I was like, that's your cloud. Like that's, we've seen moments of breakthrough and it might not be, you know, a you know, for that Connect person, it wasn't the whole Connect was like falling over and the power of the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't this like, you know, massive storm cloud, but it was enough for them to go, that was such a blessing. That was such an encouragement. You know, for this person wanting to receive finance, it wasn't that, you know, they got a million dollar house and their car was paid off and it was like, you know, extravagant, but it was enough to be like, that is what we asked for and that is what we're receiving. And I think that that, us having eyes to see and faith and expectation to go, yes and amen, God, is number one. But then I think this is round two of going, we receive it, we say yes and amen, and I lay myself down. I sacrifice everything I am to be so consumed by you that people come to watch me burn, that people come to watch my passion and my love for people, that people are drawn and I just continually keep lighting, 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 fanning into flame because I just believe that that then says something to the world that they come and watch and they go, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. And it's not for our own benefit. It's not for our own, we want to look good or anything like that. It's because like what we said, in Acts 2 when it happened, people came. What's going on? Oh, Jesus, they got saved. In 1 Kings, it's, we said it, the fire comes, everyone came around and then they declared, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. There is a response when God starts to consume. And I think if we can get over ourselves and lay ourselves down and go, your way is better. Your way is better. Doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what my opinions are. I align myself to you, King Jesus. I bring myself under your lordship and your headship and say, your kingdom come. Your will be done. In Jesus' name. I'll get the band to come back up. Because I think that some of us are on fire and God wants to continue to fan that flame. And then I think some of us need to lay some stuff down to be burnt up in Jesus' name, if that's okay. Yeah. So where you're at, why don't you just close your eyes? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just with your eyes closed, I just want to speak to my generals for a moment, and I think you will know who you are. Just remember the authority that you hold as sons and daughters. And in this moment, don't let this moment pass by for our church family. I speak to 
the dry bones. And I say, be brought back to life and his breath be placed inside of you so that you will stand as a mighty army. So for the generals in this room, take hold of that promise and take hold of your authority. Don't shrink back. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful of things that might come up against you because we have the victory in Jesus' name. Start praying where you're at. Just start turning your affection and your heart towards him. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, I just want to offer an opportunity. We're talking about laying our lives down. We're talking about surrendering everything to you because your way is better, because it says that you have a plan and a purpose for us, not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future, that you gave up your absolute everything as the atoning sacrifice for our sins so that we can have relationship and walk in freedom and love and truth. And it wouldn't be right for me not to have an opportunity that if you've never experienced that before, if you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never laid down your life for him and said, I, I want all in. I want to have him as my Lord and Savior. If that's you this morning for the first time, or even if you feel like you just need to do it afresh because maybe you don't feel like you're burning anymore, I just ask that you just have a moment in your heart right now where you just say yes to Jesus, that you say yes to him that you say yes to his love, that you say yes to his forgiveness, that you say yes to his, his life that he has for you. And if that's you, I don't, I don't really need you to do anything other than I'm just going to pray for you. And I would encourage you after the service to maybe talk, you can talk to me, you can talk to a Connect leader, you can talk to whoever brought you here today and just say, I actually made that decision in my heart, but I don't want to embarrass you, but I just want to pray for you first. So, Father God, if anyone is in this place that is opening up their heart to you and laying down their life to you for the first time and saying yes to you as their Lord and Saviour, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just invade their heart in such a beautiful, tangible way that you would come and wash over them with your forgiveness, with your love, with your joy, with your truth, that they would enter into your kingdom as a son and a daughter of the living God, that they would feel that their old life has been gone and they are beginning a new life today with you. I pray, Holy Spirit, for chains to be broken off them from past hurt. I pray for just freedom in their hearts when it comes to what people might have spoken over them, God, and we just declare your truth, God, and I just declare that their lives be placed in your hands in such a beautiful way. In Jesus' name, just keep your eyes closed. Because it's, it's our choice. It's our choice whether we lay ourselves down, whether we die to ourselves whether we be renewed in our mind, whether we say yes to all that God has for us. It's your choice. He's never going to force you. He's kind. He's gentle. He's gracious. And so when it comes to us being consumed by Him, that's our choosing. That's our wanting. And so this morning, we're just going to have a moment. We're going to go back into worship. We're going to go back into that song, that make room song. And just where you are, 
I just encourage you to set yourself on fire again, to lay yourself down again, to say yes and amen to all God has for you, that His way is better, that it's not just about a church on Sunday or connect, but it's all in that I'm all in God. You can have all of me. You can take all of it. You can take all my mess. You can take all my shame. You can take all my guilt. You can take every single part of my heart. You can have it all. You can have my hopes. You can have my dreams. You can have what I want for my future. You can have you can have it all. You can have it all, God, because your way is better. Your way is better. And I want to live in your plan and your purpose for my life. And I sacrifice, I sacrifice my life for yours because what I gain in return is tenfold, is a hundredfold, is a thousandfold, that I'm actually not missing out on anything. I'm not losing anything. All I am is just gaining in Jesus' name. And if you feel like you want prayer, if you feel like you need prayer, you feel like you want someone to stand beside you, come down the front and we'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. So why don't you just stand where you're at? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We worship you, King Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Set us on fire, God. Set us on fire as we lay ourselves down this morning, as we sacrifice to you, as we give everything to you, King Jesus. I pray that you would set a fire inside of us that we cannot hold in, that you would set us alight with your passion, with your truth, with your love, with your freedom, with your joy in Jesus' name, that we would be weary of holding it in, but we take a moment to just lay ourselves down again. We sacrifice our opinions. We sacrifice our thoughts. We sacrifice our fears. We sacrifice our hurts, where people have let us down, our disappointments. We sacrifice it. We lay it down on your altar and we say, King Jesus, you can have it all. You can have it all. You can have it all, King Jesus, because your way is better. Your way is better. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just let go. Just let go. Let go. The things that you've been holding, let him come. Let him invade. Let him spark you in Jesus' name. An encounter with the King of Kings this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.